<laughs> Ryan, are we men? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we're not. We try to be. We'd like to be. We deserve to be, I think. All right. But we're not. I don't know. Fuck that. Yes, sure. Who's? Why not us? Why aren't we men? We're men. Well, I'll tell you why we're not. All right. Because you and I, we talk on a nearly daily basis, and... You know, we're, we're, you know, look, we're not Ivy League grads, but we're not dummies. We're not total dopes. Right. You know, we get dressed in the morning. Both of us have made numerous strategic errors in trying to buy a suit in the last month. Oh. And neither one of us, we both went through it. We both talked to each other all the time. And yet we couldn't help each other. We couldn't prevent one another from making these mistakes. It's just like no collective mind here. <laughs> Just two idiots doing the best they can and just failing. <laughs> well, you know, I I feel like I felt much better about my suit until your reaction to my suit. <laughs> <laughs> but I did go for it a little bit. You'll note I'm wearing a yellow shirt today. I did so, notice that. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to branch out a little bit, try some new things here. Um, is that just a plain yellow shirt? <clears throat> it is a uh, it's a yellow t-shirt. And like, did you go to a store to buy it, or you ordered a yellow t-shirt? No, my wife bought it for me. Obviously, oh. as you could, you would maybe right. guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. She just is like Brian needs yellow. He needs something. He needs some color in his life. <laughs> I feel like we made different suiting mistakes that are almost counter to our personalities. But I don't think I reacted poorly to your suit. I I was excited for you. Is that was the problem? <laughs> no, I just mean, you know, uh no, I I think I told you. I don't know if we talked about it on the show about my one friend who I was closest to who did see the suit. I know we talked about it off yeah. air. Did we talk about it on air? Oh, I don't remember. Go yeah. ahead. Who cares? You know. Yeah, yeah. No, but that I wore it to a crowd where I only I it was a wedding of a good friend, but I didn't know everybody there. Um, so I knew I could kind of blend in a little bit, try something new. But my friend who was my who was my best friend of the people there, he saw me. <laughs> first words out of his mouth were, "I like your suit," <laughs> with with an excited face. You know, like. <laughs> Right, that's Brian's the correct reaction. A different suit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it is. It's royal blue, you know. I did see um the actor Miles Teller wearing a very similar suit recently on a red carpet. I was like, "Hey, all right. All right, I'm in the fashion au fashion." Um it was an old Italian woman that talked me into the suit who told talked me out of a gray suit that I sort of had my eye on because she said that was too old fashioned. But I was like, you know, right. I probably feel pretty comfortable in that. <laughs> I love too that you were eyeing a gray suit. No one eyes a gray suit. You just come in and you say, I want a gray suit. Well, it's like a charcoal gray, you know, there. 
I'm, I, I feel like I'm glad I have this suit in my arsenal. It wasn't the purchase it didn't really make sense as the purchase because i was trying to buy a suit that i like i need a suit that i can start wearing this and stuff you know what i mean i like having this in the bag you know that now i can play with it you know whenever the appropriate occasion i can turn to this suit but i needed a workhorse you know and that right. was really what i should have been eyeing yeah well so i i don't know i don't know that i totally agree so First of all, what what events do you plan to wear the workhorse to? Well, yeah, like you know, weddings, part whatever. I just I need um, my suits that have been my go tos for many years. One of which is my literal wedding suit. Um, they don't fit as well as they used to, um, although not in the way that one might think for my age. And they are actually too loose; they're too big. Excellent. Um, so I need a, a better fit. Um, but I need, I need that, you know, I don't know. I need something I could have. Cocktail party, whatever, what have you. I need a suit. Right. Work, well, see. Occasions. I bought the workhorse suit. I went just straight up Navy. Doesn't get any more, you know. Right. Factory made than that. Right, right. And I, I'm not thrilled with it. Because right. what do I need a workhorse suit what for? What do you need a Navy suit for? Right. Right. You know, but that's where my wife steered me was into, I'm not going to lie to you. I was eyeing a suit that was a similar blue to yours, but it had sort of a pink check situation going on. Oh, wow. Okay. I was getting into it. I find that I, I have a workhorse suit now. And so now I would just need like, I want a dinner jacket, right. something kind of flashy, but just the jacket. Yeah. I need a blazer. Actually, yeah, like a jacket, like a yeah, totally. Like a, I, you, I want to wear a jacket to this thing, but not like a suit coat. I need like a casual right. Larry David style jacket. Precise, exactly. Yeah. Right. I need that too. Yes. Yeah. So I got the workhorse. You got the bright blue. We probably were meant to swap. Something in the middle. I definitely overshot the blue, and there was another blue there that was like a little softer. That I was yeah. like, it was like, could I see that one? You know, and I just, but she was, and I did like the, like, you know, you're looking in the mirror. I was like, I look good in this suit. Um, but then on game day, on the day of wearing it at the event, I was suddenly, I was joke, kept joking that I felt like it got bluer as the night went on. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is it just me or is this, is the blue like radiating now? It's pulsing. Yeah. No, it, <laughs> It was glowing on Instagram. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah. It got bluer and bluer. As it the was a, a beacon calling to us. <laughs> <laughs> I also, I ordered my suit online and then had this like situation where it wasn't getting delivered. It hadn't even shipped. I meant to get it altered this weekend, but it never arrived. So I started to panic. Right. Basically took a day off today to address the suit situation. Out of nowhere, get a notification that my suit will be delivered today. So then I'm waiting around. Suit gets delivered. Finally, it fits. Thank God the jacket fits off the rack. I got to get the pants altered, but I saved myself. But anyway, uh, that's kind of a boring story, but I made it way more difficult than it needed to be. Right. And I just needed a suit. Well, these things happen. Yeah. Even to men, even to good men. I know. I, I'm just thinking, I really did think that the 
panic buy a suit era of my life was over. Right, right. I didn't think that I would have to continue to feel uncertainty and panic while purchasing a suit at age 41. Right. You wanted to be like, I'm a grown-ass man. I can make this decision confidently without yes. second-guessing myself. Right. Yeah. Right. And I'm going to no. get it done. No obstacles, no hoops. Just get a suit. Right. No. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. It It was an ordeal. (laughs) And here we are. Oh, God. Well, Brian, you you won about a half a suit's worth of cash this weekend. That's true. If I need my new suit, I've got 50% of it covered now. (laughs) Right. Anyway, yeah. Justin Thomas came through. With uh, a stunning, a stunning victory. So I'm really curious about your thoughts on on this tournament because uh, I don't feel like anybody that I had even considered rooting for was anywhere close to the mix. Yeah, I well, obviously, I, I like Justin Thomas, so I was rooting for him. You know, I thought what was really interesting about it um, is for, for the Justin Thomas perspective is like, he, he was playing the best the whole week like he he got really unlucky with his thursday friday draw so that he had to play in the worst conditions and yet he had two great rounds and so to me i was like he seemed to have the best game of the week and then saturday he just didn't play well and he really let it slip away at the end and then he kind of got a little in the mix sunday but kept missing like the key putts that he felt like he needed to have. And I actually texted my dad like an hour before the, um, before the event wrapped up, I was like, Justin, this is going to sting Justin Thomas. Like this was his, he should have won this tournament, like thinking he wasn't going to, because the other guy still had like two, three shot lead. Um, and then he hits a great shot on 18 and I'm like, Oh, maybe I too early. Then he misses the putt, you know? And you're like, Oh, well, you know, wasn't boy this one's gonna haunt him for a long time because he really played the best he, like i thought he brought the best game to the event but then the other guy you know was just had led the whole way um and so i it, it was a brutal loss for that guy and like he obviously very much deserved it but it was interesting how somehow events you know played out in the way that actually the guy i who did he did play the who had the best game that week ended up winning um even though it f- does feel like you know i mean it doesn't feel like it's impossible not to just look at it as this guy blowing it for me right. Pereira. right uh, and he has to live with it now which is brutal yeah that is gonna be brutal i remember so i was at a restaurant on sunday night a little family gathering but i they had the tournament on it was kind of like on a corner tv so I had a long look and then I saw Justin Thomas had, had finished up on 18 and then I could kind of see on the screen, he was still uh, hitting balls. So I was like, Oh, okay. They must be talking about, you know, I guess he's still alive for a playoff. And then sure enough, got home and, uh, and he did it. I don't know. I guess I kind of don't see the appeal other than your obvious sexual attraction to Justin Thomas. What is it that you like about Justin Thomas the most? I don't know. I mean, well, probably that he's friends with Tiger is probably what it is. But They uh, are friends? Yeah, yeah. They're, like, really close. Um, I don't know. I just think he's a good guy. And, I, I, you know, the way I pick golfers is kind of their game. 
Um, so I just like the way he plays golf. Like he's just got a really cool game. He can shape shots. Um, he's got everything to me. He's just like, um, I think he's had a bit of a disappointing majors career given his talent. This is Um, his second one, right? Yeah. Second PGA, but he hasn't contended actually in that many majors, which is really surprising because otherwise he contends every week. I just like his game. Um, he can do everything. He's really good. Um, yeah. I like oh, he 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 flew down to Augusta with Tiger. He's like very close, genuinely very close um, to Tiger. They are buds. Why do you think so many of the top players in the tournament outside of Justin Thomas struggled so much? Well, I mean, Rory McIlroy was in the hunt, um, never quite got close. Um, I guess Scheffler, Rom. Dustin Johnson, that crew didn't play well. I don't know. I mean, I think More it happens. Yeah. I mean, it was really hard. It's one. Like, and also the weather yeah. played a big role. So it might have just gotten bad luck with the draw. Yeah, I um, guess it does seem like it's it, like even on the same day, the time of day you were going out made a huge difference for a lot of guys. Well, Friday morning was like 40 degree, um, you know, 40 mile an hour winds. And right. by the afternoon, it was perfectly calm. Um so, you know, that's that makes a big difference. Yeah, I can't remember who it was. Somebody early Friday I saw wearing one of those, like, foreskin masks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that that's, that definitely played a big factor. But, you know, that also just happens sometimes. Certain courses, whatever reason, it plays really tough. Got You know, I mean, you still had a number of relatively, you know, Zalatoris is a, is a legit player. Justin Thomas is very good. Rory was in, in the mix. It wasn't Zal- like there was it was a no name leaderboard. Zalatoris for me is is going into the faces I don't like Hall of Fame. Really? <laughs> I don't care for that guy's face. His whole situation. His hair, his pointy features. Interesting. Yeah, he's, he's kind of elvish, I guess. Yeah, he's not for me. He doesn't bother me. I mean, I I don't I wouldn't say I'm a necessarily a fan but who's currently your least favorite player on the tour brooks kepka is like my right of course i don't like all right so out of the brooks bryson combo who's your least favorite guy of those two no 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 no. like if you Uh, exclude those two um you know i don't know there's no i don't have a ton of hatreds like i'm still not a big phil mickelson fan um oh have you started that book i finished it oh it's kind of disappointing actually okay um it's not terribly well written um or it's strangely written i thought um and it's one of those books it's like one of those books where all the big reveals are in the write-ups about the book and yeah then the book itself there's there's no there's no juice there's like you're like oh he's out uh, these gambling debts i'm gonna i'm gonna boy the book must really get into it and then it's like no that's it like that's all we had was like he doesn't really have the goods um on a lot of these details and i guess that guy who phil did all the insider trading with billy walters he wouldn't speak to the author because he has his own memoir coming out that like that sounds like maybe that's the book that you want to read you know <laughs> yeah well I, right so i guess it's strange then I mean, I, I guess he just didn't know, but it feels strange 
that Phil then now skipped this tournament for a book that ends up not being that big of a deal. I still don't get why Phil feels he can't turn up at a, you know what I mean? Like it's, they're like, Oh, the backlash backlash was from who? Like, who is freak? Like, what would there be picket signs there? If Phil showed up like no way. Right. He might answer right. a couple tough questions. Like, I don't, I don't understand what he's doing. Not a lot of protesters in the PGA championship crowds. <laughs> I mean, I just don't see it being like that yeah. big a deal. Maybe the Saudis threatened him with a bone right, saw. Right. If you play in a PGA, <laughs> I don't care what it is. That's it. Yeah. I don't know. The book is like, you know, it, it paints a picture of him. He's like, you know, he's not a terrible guy, but he's kind of an asshole. You know, he's a bit of a Rorschach, whatever you say that test. You see what you want to see with him, you know, like he's definitely can be funny and likable, but he's also a bit of a prick, you know? Yeah. Um, we've, we've, we've known a lot of guys like, like him. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I was thinking, actually. Yeah. A lot yeah. of guys fit that description. Right. Right. So anyway, the eye of the beholder. Um, yeah. I feel like it's really hard to write a book anymore where, it's like really worth it. Like an expose kind of a book about a person. Like, was there a single book on Trump worth reading the entire book? Yeah. And, no. and not just reading like Twitter. Right. You know, I guess well, like, like the tiger book actually, I thought was really well done. Like it was like Armin Katayan and it was really interesting. Like, and it had new stuff in there. Like, um, learned a lot about his dad that I had no I did not know that his dad was like the level of womanizer and drinker and partier that he was and like he really like and had some really interesting stuff about his like um, girlfriend from college and you know, there was just there was like it, you really felt like here's somebody I don't you've never really gotten to know and you like really understood him a lot better by the end whereas this was like very superficial I felt how speaking of Tiger was it heartbreaking for you when he dropped out or did it seem appropriate? No, I was thrilled. Um, I hope he doesn't play the U S open. I think he should try to play the British maybe if he can. Um, I thought he should, I should, I didn't think he should have played this week to be honest. I thought he should have rested and tried to keep trying to get healthy and then showed up at St. Andrews and given it a go there. Um, I think he's, I don't think he's going to do great at the PGA and U S open going forward. If he has any hope of winning another major, I think the masters and the British are probably the places he has a shot. Um, you know, I don't know. It's a shame. It's hard to know what to make of it. Like, is this what his body is? And it's just going to be impossible for him to find any health or is he coming back really quickly and he's going to get stronger because his game is shockingly good, you know? I mean, he shot 69 on Friday. Um, and, you know, like, what's amazing about him is, like, if he was healthy, he would not only still be good, he would be dominant. Like, he he has the best game. Um, he just is not, you know, he's 50% of himself. Yeah, he had a shot on, like, Thursday or Friday. He was in the woods, practically. And trees on both sides of him he had at best probably nine or ten feet clearance like height wise even from kind of where he was and on top of that 
just the canyon of people that were s- surrounding this ball that was essentially like out of bounds. I would be terrified to stand there, let alone be the one hitting the ball. I just look at everybody and be like, guys, are you sure I, about this? I know. They're standing like right in front of them. Yeah. I know. That's wild. I could yeah. not believe it. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it was so he is so impressive, even in, you know, whatever he is at the moment. It's crazy. He's unbelievable. I mean, yeah. to gut out that 69 to make the cut when it's like almost dubious whether it's even in your best interest to make the cut, but he can't like do anything other than that. <laughs> and like Scotty Scheffler misses the cut and Tiger makes it with a freaking 69. Um, it's incredible. Yeah. And that was that, that tweet I texted you over the weekend about how just pro athletes don't process embarrassment like the rest of us do. So Tiger had to stop playing. I'm sure he's fine. He like you, like you just said, he made the cut. He played more golf this weekend than Scotty Scheffler did. Right. What's to be embarrassed about? Cause right. Because it makes you uncomfortable to watch him in this diminished state. Like he knows that he's not th- what he was, but like he's also like I'm still pretty damn good. And yeah. And I want to go give it a go. And if I could just get if I get some good weather and my body can cooperate a little, like why not? You know, like, you know, lots of guys miss the cut, shoot 79, like play badly at these majors. It's like not unusual at all. And normally we don't, it goes unremarked on. Like it's only because it's Tiger that it feels like some kind of, oh my God, how did he play this bad? You know, it's like, yeah. Happens. And he was limping around. Like, you know, I mean, there is like somebody maybe protect him from himself. Like you really... You know, I don't know. That's what I really don't know. Like, is this what his body's going to be like? Like, anytime he shows up, is it just going to be a slog? Or is it, look, you take six more months, you'll be much strong. I don't know. That's the question where you you wonder if if he's done or... Because if, if he can physically withstand four rounds, he's he's still got plenty of game. Yeah, I think that's for sure. Yeah. Um, And, you know, right. Dealing with embarrassment... Who cares what does he care that some guy on twitter is embarrassed for him you know like he <laughs> right goes to bed on a pile of money he also had to give a press conference to apologize for all the sex he was having when his mom was sitting right there so i feel right. he like he can't be shamed anymore right you endured that they're not you know going anywhere right speaking right. of athletes who are you know people feel like should be embarrassed where do you land with chris paul um don't know like you know he has to wear the failure of this team but on the other hand it's like he's 37 like we're not still like learning about chris paul as a player and what he's capable of like you know this he has to answer for this when his career is done like it's going to factor into how he's remembered like i don't think you can run from it. it it it's a thing but what a, you know, he's also a great, great player. <laughs> like, Yeah, I mean, I also think Booker kind of has to... Uh, look, yes, you're right. This is part of Chris Paul's legacy. That's just going to be... you know, There's nothing he could do about that at this point. There's nothing we could do about that at this point. But for this particular series, I feel like you kind of got to look at Devin Booker, no? I mean, right. like you said, Chris Paul's 37 years old. He's small. He's getting knocked around in this series. Or he yeah, was. Right. It's amazing yeah. how good he still is. Right. Yeah. 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 I think this is a little more, uh, or it, it should be carried a little bit more by Devin Booker, if you ask me. 
no, I agree with you. There's people go too far with this stuff. Um, the legacy things, you know, like based on, and again, not that he, he can't run from it. It's part of his story, but like this series wasn't all about Chris Paul and, <laughs> you know, him not being up to the task. He's well, his legacy is written. Like he can't really change it at this point, even with a championship. Did you see the, um, mad dog JJ Reddick argument about, uh, Chris Paul versus Bob Cousy. Bob Cousy, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I get, you know, I get where you're old and you watch all these great players, but it's like, you know, Chris Rousseau, like, when you're bringing up Bob Cousy, it really is like, what are you even trying to do? I saw somebody was like, some list was like the, the most underrated quarterbacks, and it was like Otto Graham or something. You know what I mean? I'm like, what? That's ridiculous. It's just like, oh, he doesn't get his due, you know? Like, what do you care about Otto Graham's due? No one saw him. No one remembers him. Like, where do you want him ranked? Like, with Peyton Manning? Yeah. And J.J. Redick came back with, uh, you know, Bob Cousy played with firemen and whatever. Plumbers, yeah. Plumbers, right. And then, you know, Bob Cousy got in the mix and tweeted something about, oh, here are some firefighters. Like, all right, Bob, just... Right. Sit down, pal. Three guys who were famous. Right. His point was that the league was not yeah. fully filled with professionals. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 